You are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 29 with Natty Bernasconi. Natty is your go-to social media coach, Instagram strategist, and attraction marketing expert. Natty has built two super successful online businesses by leveraging Instagram primarily. She helps solopreneurs and small business owners grow and engage and loyal following on social media to organically scale their businesses faster and build a brand that everyone can instantly recognize. How amazing is that? I have decided that I want to honor the Leo season and the heart of entrepreneurs and bring you Natty to talk to you about all of the above. Without further ado, let's welcome Natty to my show. Hello, Natty. Welcome to our podcast. I am over the moon to have you here today because we are going to be talking about the Instagram. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the stuff, how to help entrepreneurs to use social media. Before we dive in, I need to ask you a question, which I ask every guest who comes on the podcast, and that is, what are you grateful for? Oh, what a great question. And thank you so much for having me. So what am I grateful for? Right now, I am so grateful for the little bear that chose me to be its mum and that it's healthy and that, you know, it's growing well in my tum-tum. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful. I know you asked one thing, but I'm going to do two. Um, grateful <laughs> Friday. Um, I'm also super grateful for the life I'm able to live. I'm just I sat here looking outside and it's just beautiful sunshine. I spent time on the beach today, which is, you know, my favorite place. That's my Zen place. It's where my energy just comes back to life. And the fact that I'm able to spend most of my days on the beach and traveling the world, I'm just so, so grateful for. So um, those are two things that come to mind. You just named something what I'm very passionate about, the beach. I absolutely love it. And I'm, I'm so happy that you have mentioned about them picking us to be their mothers because mm. I'm a strong believer that's what it is. Soul always picks us. Congratulations on your pregnancy. And we're going to dive into that a bit later. Before you talk about Instagram and the social media, you have built several businesses by using Instagram. So can you just um, give a quick brief about your history? and what's been happening in your life? Yeah, so gosh, what a whirlwind it has been. Um, It very much started about eight years ago when I had, I call it my quarter life crisis. Um, And I kind of hit my career peak. I was in the UK. Um, I hit my career peak within the industry I was working in and booked a one-way ticket to Australia. So I headed to Australia. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life career-wise. And I knew, and I always felt that England wasn't my home. I grew up in Mallorca, which is an island. I very much, you know, love the island life. And so I thought Australia comes to mind. Island. (laughs) Not the island part. Um, (laughs) The beach. There we go. The beach, but the, the weather. And honestly, though, I didn't know much about Australia. And I chose Sydney because this is, and this is so random. I once spent New Year's Eve with my grandparents 
and I watched the fireworks for New Year um, on Har Harbour Bridge. And that's the first time I heard about Sydney. And that's all I knew about Sydney, that New Year's was really cool because it had these, this huge fireworks display. <laughs> so, and I also, you know, had heard obviously about the beaches and they spoke English there. So I knew I'd be, you know, re relatively comfortable. Um, but other than that, I knew nothing and I knew nobody there either. So I just flew, um, one-way ticket and it was the most incredible experience I didn't my goal was very much to travel as much as I could but I also have always been so driven to work and I've been very career driven as well I just really wanted to get to that point where I was feeling comfortable in a position where I was working and building a life as well so I worked I, I traveled a a teeny tiny bit I definitely didn't travel as much as I would have liked um, but then I did get a job and I ended up staying in Australia for five years um, but about halfway through that I started a job as a because um, my degree is in interior architecture and I started a job as a designer project manager um, for a property development company and I did love it. It was a very good job, very interesting. We always had different jobs and it had a lot of responsibility, which I enjoyed. Um, but what I found was I was just sat there in an air conditioned office and I'm very sensitive to air conditioning. I was just rugged up every day, even though I was in Sydney um, in peak summer. And I just thought, what am I doing? I'm not outside. I'm not by the beach. I'm only able to go to the beach on weekends. And when I'm, you know, taking time off, which wasn't very often because my time off on my holiday was spent traveling back to Europe to see family and friends. So I made that decision to start creating a side income. And that was where I created and started up my first business. It was a brick and mortar and it was product based selling health products. Um, that I made. Um, there were vegan, uh, vegan energy balls and vegan bars and things like that uh, because I was very passionate about health at the time and I was also studying um, health and nutrition, but at a very basic level. But it was something I was very passionate about and very interested in um, due to just my history of health issues and eating disorders and you know various things throughout my life. So it was something that really interested me and also helped to you know, helped my mental health with regards to the eating disorders, but also my physical health as well. So it was a huge transformation. And I very much thank Australia for that um, and my time that I spent there. But I did start that business. Unfortunately, I did have to, because uh, I opened that up with a friend. Unfortunately, I couldn't run it myself when she stepped away. So I did close that business, but I then started my first online business. And that was in... Um, Product, that was a product-based business again, um, health supplements again, but slightly different kind. And I, it was then really, so this was about five years ago. It was about then that I started to realize the power of working online and the power of leveraging Instagram specifically, but also Facebook. I did leverage Facebook a lot, especially for my second online business. Um, so that was when I started to learn a lot more about Instagram and how you could leverage and get your voice out there in order to build and scale a business in that space and it was incredible that don't get me wrong it was it was challenging at times I wanted to 
just fold um, multiple times because it is hard, especially when you're trying to learn all the things yourself. You're making a lot of mistakes, but you learn from those as well. And it was just, you know, very much a journey of trying to figure out how I could fully leverage this space in order to build a successful business. And as time went by, I, I managed to do it. And it was a very successful business, which I, I was and still am very proud of. And the, you know, products and stuff that I stood by everything I did in that time. Um, but then I decided to start up another a, a second online business. And that was when I had to leave Australia. So when I first started the first online business, I was still working full time. I then ran out of visas, unfortunately. I could have been sponsored by the company I was working for. However, I didn't feel called to work with this company forever. As I've mentioned, I wanted to travel. I wanted to spend my days on the beach if I wanted to, or even just an hour in the day, or you know, to plan the days I wanted to. So I decided to step away um, and leave Australia behind, but I did have this business. And the second business I then started when I moved back to Europe. And it was um, product-based, also service-based as well. And it was very, it was a very interesting experience um, because I went from selling low-ticket items to high-ticket items. Um, but it was such an incredible experience with that business because what I learned through that was the power of leveraging Facebook and Facebook groups and communities um, because that is where I started to build my brand without realizing in what I do now today, which is surreal for me um, because I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. But now that I know, I can now help others do that. <laughs> um, so I built and scaled that business by leveraging my Instagram a lot faster, a lot more successfully. I um, you know, invested in ads because I got to the point where organic marketing was working well for me. So I invested in paid ads and I built my business through all of those different mediums. And it was a lot faster to get to the point um, I, I got to and it was an incredible business. But that was because of everything that I'd already trialed and tribulated and all the mistakes I'd previously made and learned from. But don't get me wrong, it still took time. Um, it does It does still take time, you know, to build a brand, to build awareness of, um, you know, products or a service or whatever it may be. So it does still take time, but it was a very interesting experience. And it also allowed me to move my life to Bali after I'd lived in Europe for a little while. So I, I lived in um, Mallorca, South of France and Monaco. And then I moved to Bali and I was in Bali for two years. And while I was in Bali, I was very much focusing on building this business. But as I was saying, I was spending time in Facebook groups and Facebook communities. It was interesting because I, what I was sharing in those spaces was just everything I was learning about social media and Instagram. There was no ulterior motive. I just wanted to share what I was learning just to share it. And I really liked the community I was a part of. They were all entrepreneurs all very, you know, driven, heart-centered and very much my people. And I just wanted to share it. That opened opportunities within itself because they then asked me to write blogs. So I was a regular contributor for, for a website. 
And then I also was asked to do some trainings and online trainings um, for this community. And there were over 4,000 people in this community. And even though I still had a very successful business, I was asked to do this training. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be training over 4,000 people. I feel that there's an opportunity here. Um, so I created a business in 24 hours, which was my social media coaching business, which is what I do now, because I'd had the experience over the past, you know, three years in doing what I'd been doing. And I thought, why not? Let's give this a go. I've got nothing to lose. I'll set up a business. So that's what I did. And I offered, um, you know, a rather affordable, very affordable because it was, I was, you know, rather inexperienced with other people's businesses and accounts to coach and consult on their Instagram, social media and websites. That's what I did. And from then I started to build the business I now have today. And I, I very much, it was all organic. There was no direct outreach, which is what I tried for my first business. There was a lot of direct outreach there, but there was none of that. It was all very much, I'd already built this brand within a community of a lot of people. It was very easy to transition into this. I think because I was so passionate about it, it just felt so easy. And that's what I ended up moving into. And that's what I now do full time because it's what I love the most. I, I, I love my previous business. It, it still runs semi on its own-ish, uh, but I definitely don't pour much energy into it because my sole focus is on this. I talk a lot about trying to split your focus between multiple businesses and how hard it can be sometimes when you're trying to build brands within social media, especially because I wanted this business to really flourish and shine. I just put all my energy into it and then Clubhouse came along and that's when everything just boomed, really. That's where I really was able to build this really strong brand presence just by being cohesive, consistent and concise with my message and what I knew, my experience, my knowledge, because, you know, I've been doing it for a few, few years by this point. And it was just amazing what I could accomplish. And that's how I met you. I met you through Clubhouse <laughs> and I was able to work with you. And um, yeah, so I think the power of all these different social media platforms, all these different methods, there's something good out of all of them. Absolutely. Um, but it was really, yeah, really quite a journey. And now I love what I do, helping others to build and scale businesses, but through attraction, marketing and organic marketing, because there's so much power in it. And you don't need money necessarily. It's about time and energy and passion. And if you have those three things, it's amazing what you can achieve in that space. And that's what I help people to do because without strategy and a plan in place, it's very hard to do that. So once you have that strategy, that plan and that clear vision and knowledge of what your message is it's so much easier to use social media in order to build and scale you know a, a brand and business within that space so yeah I love to do um no that's that's fantastic no I just love how everything unfolded for you um because that's what I talk about a lot I talk about that if you follow your heart you know if you follow your passion that's it's going to turn into a gold mine but um moving on 
um you are very active on a clubhouse and only on clubhouse you um on your instagram and etc you do offer a lot of free content which is absolutely fabulous and that works because people are coming to you and um and i just love how you're explaining stuff it's just very simple isn't it and also the strategy what you are talking about behind it does not have to be complicated but if somebody gives you a clear vision then yeah then then you can do it yourself and yeah and i love the fact that obviously you mentioned that we work together and i just love to have you here um to share all this knowledge so let's dive in and let's talk about the top tips for the entrepreneurs and the smaller businesses most of my listeners are entrepreneurs or they have a small businesses so um what would your advice to be um in terms of the instagram profile what are the top tips? Absolutely. Um, so my top tips, I'll try and keep them short. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I like to babble. I mean, that was just, I, I don't even know how much time it took me to introduce myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so my top tips for your Instagram, because what I always say and share is that it's so important to have a strong foundation set within your Instagram space in order to build a business and brand in that space because you can be creating the most incredible content. You could be using the most optimized hashtags and doing all of the engagement and doing all of the right things. But then if people are arriving at your home and it's not set up right, it's just going to crumble. It's not going to attract people to stick around. They're not going to press the follow. They're not going to potentially invest time and energy into your content or time, money, energy into your products or services either. So it's key that you set up those foundations first before building the rest of that house by, you know, using content and, and creating content and then, you know, kitting it out with all the cushions. I refer to that as the hashtags part, um, set those foundations up first and, the key parts of that is making sure that you are, first of all, really clear on who your target audience is, because if you don't know that, you won't be able to set up your foundations. Um, it's a bit like, you know, building a house, but not having a client for it or a vision or plans. Um, you can't build a house without plans. So um, making sure that that is really clear in your mind and you have that person, you know, there in front of you almost. And then you can start to set up that account. And I always say fully optimize the SEO of your account first. So that's the search engine optimization of it. There are four sets of, or four ways, sorry, of um, uh, using SEO. So the SEO is search engine optimization. There are four ways that you can do that with Instagram, but the two ways that I'm going to talk about um, within Instagram and the profile are the handle and the profile name. So just making sure that those two are set up correctly. Now, small business and entrepreneurs, it does very much depend on what your business is, whether you're product-based, whether you're service-based, it would differ. But the handle is the name that you're wanting to be known as. What is your brand name? Is it a business name based on the products? Is it your name because you're wanting to build a strong personal brand in this space? 
um, and that's what you're wanting to be known for, just think about what that brand name is. And that's what your handle should be. And then you have your profile name. And people often put the same thing there, their handle in the profile name. You don't need to do that. You don't need to repeat your brand name. It's very clear that it's there. Hopefully that name is also what your website link is as well. So just having it there is extra emphasis on that's my brand. But the profile name should actually be your keywords or the keywords to describe who you are. I call it, I often call it your job title. So what is your job title? And that's what your profile name should be. Now, if your brand name, your handle isn't your name and it doesn't have your name in there, I would encourage you to have your first name in your profile name as well as your job title. So for instance, mine is social media coach. I have Natty, social media coach. Um, having your name there just humanizes your brand if you don't have your name anywhere else. And it's really important to have that human aspect to an account because that's how we connect with that person, with that account. Really important to have that aspect there. And then you have the bio section. So that is your brand statement. And within that, you really need to mention who you are, who you serve. So who is this, you know, who, who wants these products or services, um, why, and what exactly you're going to, you know, do with them. So is it providing a service? Is it selling some products? I'm making sure that you have all of that encompassed in the bio. So really explaining exactly who you are, what you do, how you can help and serve your people and how you do it. And it's really important to have all of that in there. And then a really clear call to action. The call to action is that is the key making the sale. That is essentially your direct ask to invest in you, whether it's you know monetary through purchasing products or services, or whether it's energy through going to a blog or watching a video, um, you know, or whether it's it's time or whether that you're wanting to communicate or start a connection and you just want them to sing, send a DM. Having that call to action at the end of the bio is super important. Just having that engagement point there with your audience to take them to that next step. They've already got to your account somehow. They have you know, read all about you, what you do. They know that this is the service or product for them. You are the person to help them achieve X, Y, Z. Now what? What do I do next? And that's where the call to action comes in. So if you do have a website, make sure you're driving them there, invite them there, be clear as to why they should go to your website as well. What's in it for them? Are they going to learn more about how they can work with you? Are they going to be able to sign up to a free resource? What is it that they're going to be doing in that space? Don't simply say click below because <laughs> it needs to be this is why you should click below. We're very hesitant in social media. We don't like clicking things that we don't know what they are. So be super clear with that and then have your link, your website uploaded and embedded in there as well, just for easy access for those people to just tap on the link. So that's what I would say with regards to setting up the account. Um, there are also the highlights, but 
that's delving into a whole new conversation. I don't know if you want me to do that. So I'll stop there. Yeah, no, um, no, this is fantastic because most of the people, when they set up the Instagram account, what they do, they're thinking, oh my goodness, what content am I going to create? However, you need to start on the top. You need to introduce yourself. You need to build up the brand and think about the targeted audience. So, so yes, no, totally amazing, um, amazing tips. I just want to talk a little bit about the growing a brand and growing the business because obviously we have mentioned the optimized optimized keyword <laughs> settings losing <laughs> here and how people how people can find us but how do we grow the account yeah great question there so to go about growing an account on instagram there's so many different compartments to it it's an not unfortunately because it is and can be simple easy and fun to do um but there are a few things that you need to you know consider and look at in order to grow that brand um within that space and first of all just being really clear in what your brand message is and what your core topics are because once you're clear on those you can then create all of the content and everything around those and that's how you build that really strong brand presence and it's being by being concise in what you're sharing so you're being really concise in what your key topics are where where you specialize you know what you where you, what what's your jam and that's what you focus on when you are speaking within that space so whether it's contextual whether it's visual through stories through the grid wherever it may be just being really clear in that and then being cohesive across all platforms as well because you need to have the same brand message throughout all the platforms because i've mentioned how in the past i've leveraged multiple different platforms it's important to be cohesive in those so you can start to build this clear brand message throughout so making sure that is there and just being consistent as well. So consistently showing up by sharing what, what it is that you're a pro at, whatever it is that you're, you're an expert you know, mm -hmm. at and being consistent in that. And there are so many different ways that you can grow on Instagram, but they are the three key things to consider when you are wanting to build a brand in that space because that will help you just in all of the ways um, it will help you to fuel your content. So knowing what content you're going to be sharing because you know your core topics. Having high quality content is, is up there with regards to how to build an account. If you're not creating content, you're not getting your word out there, your message out there, your face out there. So you're not able to build an account if you are a mute. So definitely making sure that you're creating high quality content that talks to your target audience, um, but that is also highly engaged with. Engagement really is key with social media because if, some, if something isn't being engaged with, Instagram doesn't know that that's a high quality piece of content and the algorithm picks up all of the activity that goes on. So just making sure that it's highly engageable and engaged with will really help you to grow and expand your reach because that content will perform better. And hashtags is another key thing. So that's another SEO element of Instagram. Um, hashtags are key 
in helping you to reach hundreds, if not thousands more people outside of your current audience. Um, but the post has to be of high quality in order for that to happen. And those hashtags need to be accurate and you know relevant. Relevancy is key with hashtags to that piece of content as well. So making sure all of that is, you know, working really well. You can also build your brand by collaborating, by, you know, perhaps providing. No, I, I don't always advise and it does depend on you and, you know, the entrepreneur, the small business. I don't often always advise to provide something for free, but you could do, you know, a giveaway. Um, they often perform really well or as I said, a, a collaboration, they're excellent at getting your name out there. Just making, sh making sure that if you are going down the collaboration route, that the other person has your same target audience because you wouldn't want to collaborate with somebody who is going to potentially bring people over to your account who aren't relevant to who you're wanting to sell to. So mm -hmm. definitely making sure you've done that research. But collaborations are really great, um, you know, giveaways and, and lots of different things like that. But I think, you know, being cohesive, concise and consistent is the key with regards to growing a brand. And then there's all the other components as well. Mm -hmm. Can you tap more into the hashtags? Because most of people find this topic very confusing. How would you explain it just in a very simple way so people understand what they are and how powerful they can be? Yeah, absolutely. So hashtags, to put it simply, and that's why I talk about how important the relevancy of hashtags is. Hashtags are essentially keywords in order. So SEO, search engine optimization, is how I refer to these as being, because you use them as keywords in order to find you and your content. Think of it as Google, because majority of people know Google, they've used Google, um, it's the largest search engine. If you use Google and you type in some keywords, it's because you're looking for that. So say, for instance, it is Instagram coach. You type in Instagram coach because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for information on an Instagram coach or a blog from an Instagram coach, whatever it is that you're looking for. If you type in Instagram coach, but you know, health products, supplements, how to be a fit mom, uh, Pinterest experts, all these different blogs and articles pop up, they are not going to be what you're looking for because you've typed in Instagram coach in the search. And that's how hashtags work. They are basically a way of your content being found by people searching for those keywords. So whatever keywords you assign to your piece of content through hashtags, that's how you can be found by people outside of your current audience. So making sure that they're relevant, but using them in that way. So taking that piece of content and what it is that you're sharing and creating an optimized group of up to 30 hashtags. Now, I, I don't want to delve too much into it, but you can use up to 30 where relevant and having those relevant hashtags there to complement that piece of content. So making sure they're all relevant to you and that piece of content. I always say that all of your content will be slightly different. You'll be talking about slightly different topics, even if it's within the, core, the, the same core content topic, you'll still be touching on different things. So make sure you mix up your hashtags accordingly because 
you know, say for instance, you're creating a piece of content on Instagram engagement, but all of your hashtags are based on um, hashtags, for instance, or, you know, just Instagram coach or Instagram in general, is not going to help you attract the people who are specifically looking for help in boosting their Instagram engagement. So that's the hopefully a simple way of describing how hashtags work. Where can you find the best hashtags for your post? So a lot of it's it's honestly just by how do I explain this? Most of the words, keywords that you would use are hashtags already. You don't find a hashtag necessarily. You can even create your own. Um, I wouldn't necessarily advise creating your own because I highly doubt that anyone will be following that because it didn't exist before you created it. But you can simply just type in a hashtag into the search bar on Instagram and that hashtag will pop up. Not only will that hashtag pop up, but other hashtags similar will also pop up when you type that in. Um, especially when you start typing in a hashtag, it will give you a whole load of other hashtags that start with those, you know, say for instance, the first word, if you're typing in hashtag Instagram coach, that's two words. Um, but say you type in hashtag Instagram and lots of different options of hashtags will pop up. So just by doing that, just by searching, doing your research, it's really important with hashtags to really very much do your research because when you're looking at those hashtags, you look at, there's so many different things to consider. Um, don't judge a book by its cover, as in don't look at that number of uses overall and take that as this is how it's going to perform for me because that isn't the case at all. Instead, what you should look at is the type of content that's being shared. That's one of the things. So say for instance, you write poetry and all of your content is written. It's graphic based and it's all words. If you type in a hashtag and all of the top posts are visual, the photos of children and dogs, your post probably won't perform that well under that hashtag. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend using it. However, if you type another hashtag in and you know, a lot of the top posts within that hashtag are also visual based. They're also poets and word-based graphics. Then your post may, may well perform well under that hashtag because the way to show up under top posts is by having highly engaged with content. Um, it's not about the number of followers. That isn't, that doesn't even be, that isn't even a contributing factor to you showing up in top posts. It's very much based on the engagement you receive. So just making sure that they're relevant in that way as well and that you have done that research and then also looking at how often hashtags are being used. Like your pregnancy post has got like, you got so much attention for that post. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And it's, it was funny because I didn't necessarily need to use hashtags for that piece of content because my purpose of that wasn't to build my brand and business it was simply to announce my pregnancy to my community but it blew up because it was very much you know it's, it's a connection based piece of content and depending on the content you're sharing you will get different levels of engagement on it 
And because that was so personal, a lot more personal to what I normally share in that space, it did blow up, but it blew up in all of the ways. The engagement's incredible. I'm still replying <laughs> to comments now, three days later. And hashtags, I reached thousands of people through the hashtags, um, and which, which is wonderful. It's great. I mean, that wasn't my soul. That wasn't really a thing I, I was looking to achieve, but it is wonderful that they perform so well. And yes, you know, it was highly engaged with piece of content because it was so personal and because it was a connection based piece. But it also shows how building a community in your space and having that support there, how powerful that can be for boosting content and for boosting your performance overall. Absolutely. Um, and Natty, back to the post, um, what were we talking about, the hashtags and we we're talking about like SEO and et cetera. Um, you mentioned something about adding old text and also I wanted you to tap into tagging ourselves into the post. And can this be helpful or not helpful? Okay, yeah. So alt text is essentially, just for those of you who may not know, alt text is primarily there essentially there to to for, for accessibility reasons is to help the visually impaired so it automatically adds alt text to your content when you post something but you can change and edit that in order to optimize the third seo element of instagram um, and that is the alt text because you never know what may happen with regards to Instagram rolling out with Google um, or any other search uh, search engine because I mean Pinterest is the third largest search engine so you just never know what may be happening there either and with YouTube I always encourage you to add alt text to your images um, and to your posts because it doesn't take long it takes a couple of extra minutes and it may potentially be an incredible investment of your time and energy in the long run. So it is something that I do encourage people to do purely because it is so quick and easy to do anyway. And it's helping, you know, the visually impaired and accessibility on your account. So it is a win-win. And you can do that very easily. You know, you can do it as you're posting. You can go in and add it after you post it as well. But it's quite simply just adding in you know, a couple of brief sentences describing that piece of content from the visual side of it. But you do that and that is the sole purpose, but you can cleverly slot in some keywords just to help with keyword search and with search engine optimization of your account. Say for instance, there is a photo of um, myself, on a laptop and my content is with regards to working online um, and running an online business. The way I would slot in the keywords would be, you know, Natty, Instagram um, strategist and social media coach is working online from, I don't know, in Bali um, and she is helping people building their online business by leveraging Instagram. That was awful, but you get the idea, hopefully. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to describe what's happening in that picture in words by using some keywords. Um, now, just making sure you do not keyword cram. Um, Instagram will see that a mile off and that's just not 
helping with accessibility on your account. So just don't do that. Um, but cleverly slotting them in will potentially help you in the long run and is you know so easy and simple to do as well. Nobody can see it, so you don't need to overthink things. I know me personally, I used to be such an overthinker. You don't need to overthink it. Just put it in and you can let it work its magic. Fantastic. Um, how about tagging? Tagging ourselves in the posts we post. Can this be helpful? Um, not really. Um, the, the thing with tagging yourself in a post is that your post is just going to show up in your tagged feed. So it's not necessarily going to help you to build your brand and to uh, boost the performance of that piece of content or to you know, get that content out there to other people other than your current audience. So I don't see any benefit in tagging yourself in posts because it would just be that you're there in your main grid and then also in your tagged tab under the tagged tab on your feed but not many people go there and the people that do are usually people who are already following you and saying that there's nothing to lose if you would like to tag yourself I just feel as though there's nothing really to gain from it yeah so mm -hmm. I, I don't personally do it I have few more questions so I'm just going to jump here and there because um, we haven't got much time um, what are your thoughts on people um, um, doing reels I know this is your favorite topic. <laughs> so, so can you just explain what are your thoughts on that, on the engagement, how this can help to grow our business or it just doesn't do anything at all? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know how to put my, my, whatever, my ranch strings. Um, yes, reels. So it's, it's very much a hot topic and something I talk a lot about because it's spoken about so often on social media and pushed by so many people. And I think that's such a shame because reels, in fact, and it was stated by Instagram themselves that reels are there for entertainment purposes. They're very much there to entertain. There's people, you know, bopping around. A lot of them are educational as well but they are there primarily to entertain your audience in hopefully maybe an educational way, but not always. Now with Reels, although Instagram are mentioning them a lot, they're not necessarily prioritizing Reels and pushing them out to all your audience. They're not necessarily going to perform that well for you and you know better for you than other pieces of content. They are simply wanting as many people as po possible to create reels so there are more reels for people to consume. And with more reels for people to consume, that means less time for those people to be spending on TikTok, which was the primary reason that they created reels and pushed them out so quickly in the first place. Instagram weren't ready to reel out reels, they weren't. They'd, or, they'd only just, I think a week or two weeks prior, um, rolled out guides. And then all of a sudden, TikTok was potentially going to be shut down. So they saw that as an opportunity and launched reels very, very quickly. But the reason, as I said, that they're encouraging people to create so many of them, and there's now you know monetization aspects, there's all these different things, is simply because they just want more people creating so there's more of that type of content to consume. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to help you build a brand. 
It's going to help you build your business or account because even the reels that go viral that may have 150,000 views, for instance, those people aren't necessarily going to click the follow button and they're not necessarily highly unlikely that they're then going to invest in your products or services either because if and that's why it's so important if you are creating reels because I do want to touch on the fact that reels absolutely trial and test them they could be really good for you um but if you are creating reels just make sure they are relevant to your business and brand and that you're not just jumping on a trend and creating something that's irrelevant because what that's going to do even if it does perform really well for you it won't equate to followers potentially it will equate to followers but will those followers be your target audience probably not highly unlikely and those followers who aren't your target audience will therefore not invest in your products or services and they won't engage on your other content either. So just making sure that when you create when you create reels, they are relevant to your business and brand. They may work for you. Now you may see a lot of people, a lot of larger accounts now have had huge success with reels. That's because they jumped on reels a year ago. Yes, reels have been around for a year, and they jumped on them back then, and that's how they have built the business, uh, the brands that they have now. I almost said business then. We don't know what happens behind the scenes, people. You just don't know. They might have a lot of followers, but how many of those followers are the competitors or people who are just there for the entertainment? You don't know that unless you go and analyze every one of their followers. So, but because they jumped on early on, um, they were able to really fully use reels to their advantage and get seen by more people but because there are so many people now creating reels because instagram are creating uh, are encouraging everyone and anyone to create them it's not that easy anymore um so that's something definitely to consider with reels it can be a good piece of content to include in your strategy but it's definitely not the strategy i would encourage you to use as just just creating reels and sharing reels it's damaged a lot of accounts even large accounts, I work with a few influencers and they've come to me because their engagement has plummeted, their businesses and you know the, their brands and partnerships have gone because their engagement's gone down on all of their other content. And that's because all of a sudden they've just posted nine reels in a row and they haven't shared any posts, any carousels, any other type of content. So their current audience weren't finding reels interesting think that's not why they're there in the first place so they weren't engaging on that content and once your engagement starts to go down because you're sharing something that's irrelevant to them it'll be hard to reboot that so just be careful with reels also be careful with what you hear from people when they are telling you that instagram are prioritizing reels you can't build an account or business on instagram without reels because it's a load of rubbish um, <laughs> it isn't true uh, a lot of the time, those people who are pushing it have ulterior motives and may well be selling reels courses or video sections in a course or whatever yeah. it may be. Um, but also they may have had success with it perhaps a year ago. That's how they, you know, when they first started using them, but it isn't the same now. Plus there are so many other pieces of content you, you can be creating 
And as a personal experience, I've never created a reel. I've never created a video-based content. However, I've built my business businesses from static images and carousel posts alone. So it's still achievable. As we've mentioned, my pregnancy post has skyrocketed in performance. Um, and that was one static image post with the contextual element to short caption and that performed extremely well. That wasn't a reel. So, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Also, for those people who want to be creating reels, they can create them and post them on a story because um, that's when the message will be heard by already the targeted audience. And I think um, you have mentioned this previously and I heard you um, to say that. Um, there are so many questions, Natty. So let's just go quickly through the last few ones. Also for everybody who is listening, Natty is alive <laughs> every day on a clubhouse. So you can contact her. She's got absolutely fabulous posts on her Instagram and so much free content or to book her for um for a private one-to-one -one consultation and i let you talk about that at the end natty just quickly so we finish this we haven't mentioned the highlights where i rudely cut you off and um stories posting times what is the best thing to do with the stories and and yes and then we're gonna dive into following and unfollowing <laughs> <laughs> so many things we should have done a part one and a part two i know um, maybe we will do a part two I can <laughs> um so yes stories so really good point there with reels and creating that type of content not necessarily because it wouldn't be a reel but creating that content in your stories that's exactly what i do because it is fun it's the type of content i I really enjoy creating. I, I've created it for, you know, my friends and, and, and business connections. And it's, they are really fun to create. I created one at Christmas where I had a plain tree and I cut my fingers and all of a sudden it was decorated. They are really fun to create, but they go in my stories because stories is the place where it is fun. It's entertaining. It's engaging. And it's building a deeper connection with your audience because you're showing the behind the scenes, the more personal element of you and your life. And that's where it's fun to share that type of content because that's the purpose of it. You know, your grid and the content that you share there, it's evergreen. It's there for the foreseeable. So it needs to be relevant in a week, two weeks, a month. So make sure it is relevant um, evergreenly, but then stories can be fun. They're there for 24 hours. Um, as I mentioned earlier, yes, highlights are key. They are your prime real estate of your Instagram and highlights are where you've created some stories and then you've saved them as a highlight. So they're there longer than the 24 hours. And it's a great place to showcase all of the elements and inform your audience about everything they need to know about your, yourself and your business. So making sure in that you are sharing about yourself you have information about your products or services you speak about um, testimonials and feedback and having that social proof in there perhaps it's before and afters perhaps it's um, you know really good feedback from somebody who's purchased your latest shoe range or whatever it may be that's really important to have in there and having one that's also like um 
your oh, FAQs, sorry. So having FAQs in there and then also some tips or tricks or something of a resource to share that element of you are that go-to person for that within, within that industry, sorry. So I always treat highlights like the tabs of a website and just making sure you have everything in there that your audience needs to know. Briefly, if they want to learn, learn more, hopefully you have a website that you can send them to, but sharing all of those elements within your highlights and making sure that when you're creating those stories to save to your highlights, they're on brand and that they are professional looking because they will be there, you know, evergreenly um, along with your grid posts. So yes, highlights are key um, and I definitely encourage you to take the time to update them, keep them updated, or create some that are relevant to your business and brand. Thank you so much, Natty. I would like to close this um, conversation with the following and unfollowing. And, um, and the reason why I'm saying it is because there is a big trend going on at the moment on Instagram. So the way how you grow your Instagram account is with the following certain amount of accounts. And then um, when the time comes, I don't know how many days, then you unfollow them. And it is you laughing because you know it's happening. <laughs> it's just it's just like this booming thing, and everybody's doing it, and it's so obvious, but it works. So, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so be honest. <laughs> I didn't know people were still doing this. To be honest, this is such an old tactic. Where there is actually a company. There is actually a company. I'm not going to name it, obviously. And you pay the money, and they have these people. And they are based in the country where you are based and they are doing it for you. Oh, of course. I mean, there are so many companies that message everybody daily saying, oh, we can, you know, help with your engagement. We can get you real likes and comments from real accounts who are in your target audience and all this other rubbish. And not just don't do that because at the end of the day, Instagram is a social media space, which you're supposed to enjoy using. I feel that sometimes we get so kind of enthralled and in the mix of this is my business and I need to do everything and anything I possibly can in order to grow this. But then you lose the fun and the ease of using Instagram. And it is a really great space once you release some of that pressure and once you use it, how it's supposed to be used. And that's by authentically and genuinely engaging with other accounts and getting that same back. I do not want fake followers. I actually said, I think it was this morning or, or earlier, I welcome unfollows because those people are obviously not my people anymore. And that's okay. They're not bad people. They just don't want to engage with my content. And that's okay. I lost so many followers after announcing my pregnancy. But that's okay. They're not my people. I don't need them in my space. And I think so many people chase the vanity metric that they forget about the purpose of this space and the power of having genuine people following you. There are people with under a thousand followers who have far more successful businesses and are generating a much higher income than a lot of accounts that have over 10,000 followers because they have a strong community of people who are real people 
and they are engaging with their content and they haven't just built their account by, by using some inauthentic tactic. Follow and follow doesn't work. And although a lot of people may still be doing it, I didn't know it was still a thing because I was hoping I was calling it out enough, but it is essentially a whole waste of your time um, or money. If you're paying another company to do that, just don't. Um, but if you're wasting your energy and time doing that, there is so much more you can be doing in order to build your account just as quickly with people who are actually interested in, in your content. And that's by doing all of the things, having strategy, creating content with purpose. And by doing that and spending time actually engaging with accounts that you want to engage with, that you want them to see your content without just following them and hoping they'll follow back, that is the key. That's what you're wanting to spend that time and energy on, not just going through and following a whole bunch of accounts and then two, three days later, a week later, going through and unfollowing all those accounts. Plus doing something like that will flag Instagram and potentially get your account shut down because anything that is bot-like behavior gets flagged by Instagram. They have very intelligent software um, and they can tell when something like that is happening. So especially if you are paying another company to do it, a lot of accounts have been shut down. People have been locked out of their accounts. They've lost them because they've got an, a, a piece of software, an app, people, another a company doing something on their account that they shouldn't be um, because there's only a certain amount of approved tools from Instagram that you can use. And all of those are not approved by Instagram. Instagram wouldn't approve a, a platform or an app such as that. And as I said, it's such a waste of your money. Um, there's so much better things you can be doing with it. So follow and follow doesn't work. Maybe it works sometimes, but it's a waste of your time and energy because you can build your account far more successfully by doing so many other different things. So I, I don't necessarily encourage you to do it. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about unfollowing people who you are no longer interested in? Do you get that guilt trip that you are unfollowing them or how do you feel about that? Absolutely. I, I do. I mean, that because the thing to remember with Instagram and social media is it is a person at the other end and you don't want to offend or upset that other person. So you do feel that guilt and it's so natural and normal to feel that when, you know, people are following you and you don't follow back. Over time, you start to tune out of that because what I'll, what I'll share is this. They're following you because they love and, in, and um, want to engage and consume your content. That's why they're there, because they want to learn from you. They want to be in this space. They want to buy from you potentially. They want to learn more about your product, whatever it is. That's why they're following you. If you don't follow back, it's maybe because you don't necessarily want to learn from what they're sharing maybe they have a personal account and they're just sharing photos of their kids which is cute but you don't know them you don't know this person you've never met them in real life and of what you can see you don't necessarily have that, that much in common with that person so you don't feel should you, hopefully you shouldn't feel like you should be following that person back they're following you for a reason 
you shouldn't have to follow that account back. Um, going back to, you know, in using Instagram, how it's supposed to be used, follow accounts that instill you with um, passion, motivation, positivity, and are topics and, you know, things that you're wanting to learn more about. And that's how you should use Instagram. You shouldn't follow accounts because they've followed you. You should follow accounts because you're wanting to see more from that person. And that's the primary function of Instagram. So that's what I encourage you to do. Just have a look through the people you're following. Does their content encourage you to learn more? Does it instill positivity in your life? Does it make you smile? Does it make you laugh? They're the accounts you want to follow, not accounts that you're not necessarily interested in, but you felt as though you should follow them back because they followed you. There's a limit on the amount of accounts that you can follow. There's no limit to how many accounts can follow you. So hopefully that speaks volumes as well. Um, you can only follow 1,700 followers, whereas you can have far more than that. So you do have to be picky with who you follow as well because you have a certain amount and you do have to be very conscious of the content you're consuming every day because whatever you consume, it feeds your mind, it feeds your brain, it feeds your energy. And that's how you move throughout your day. And that's what will, you know, fuel your day. Or if you're an, a nighttime social media uh, scroll, scroller, then that will be carried through the night to you. So just making sure that it is the type of content that you really do love to consume that's what I would focus on not necessarily following someone because they followed you but I know that guilt all too well just try and release it if you can <laughs> thank you so much Natalie we definitely need to do a, a part two in the future so my last question for you is where can listeners find you where can they get in contact with you like literally just say it all <laughs> okay yeah so I mean, my Instagram is my hub. It's where all my community hang out and it's Natty Bernasconi. So it's my name. That's my handle. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. And you can learn all about my services and how we could work together. Um, I offer one-on-one -on -one consultations. I also have programs, six-week program running at the moment. And all of that information is on my website. And my website is nattybsocial.com. So nattyb, my name, um, social.com. And you can learn everything about um, all my services there and about me as well. Um, it's a sparkly new-ish website. So head over there and you can learn a lot more. But I do share all things Instagram, online business, business mindset, because there's so many struggles with entrepreneurship and working online, which I've been, you know, dealing with the last five years. And I share how to manage those. And I just share everything about that as well as Instagram and social media on my Instagram account. So definitely head over there and give me a follow. Join me. Hope this episode was super helpful. I bet you are checking your Instagram bios and searching for Natty's profile online. Just for those who wonder if there is a second part of this episode, the answer is yes. And it will be released next week, next Thursday, so stay tuned. If you love my podcast, please share with your friends. And most importantly, do not forget to subscribe.